That's what it is, yeah. All right. And we're rolling so you can start whenever you want to start. We're here. No prisoners podcast. I mean, we should shout out the studio, right? Yeah, Come you on. know. Yeah. LBK, design build, Doylestown, PA, on the edge of Buckingham, PA, Pennsylvania. Hell yeah. You're probably close to us if you're listening. If you're far away, good for you. Yeah, good for We you. got an amazing guest tonight, repeat guest. It's actually kind of unique situation here. We only ha- like you've seen the movie Double Dragons. Have you seen Double Dragons? I have not. Have you seen Double Dragons? No. What is that? Well, so there's like these. I don't know if they're brothers or if they're both orphans. Made that whole part up. I have no idea how the beginning of the movie starts. Nineties ninja film. Beginning. These two guys are fighting, and somehow these artifact ninja swords come together, and these dudes become like these super powerful ninjas because their swords combine somehow. Don't even know. But Gilmore will pull it up. We have one of the Double Dragons here tonight. Yes. But the other double dragon isn't here tonight. He's at girls' night. Um, <laughs> I heard he's like he's flying solo. He's wingman for his girlfriend. She had to go to girls' night, and he went with her. That's yep, what I heard. There's no other guys there. That is true. So <laughs> I mean, Nick's kind of serving his his time. We've all done it. Um, salute. We yes. salute our fallen comrade. Shotgun shout out. Shotgun shout out. So we have Steve Service here, which I'm really excited. Actually, it I wasn't even upset. I knew he yep. thought I was going to talk shit on him, which I of course I'm. We're definitely going to. Um, but I get to talk to you guys as individuals, but very rarely I'm going to say the public. Yeah, oh, it shit. sounds official. No, sure. <laughs> the the public don't get to see you as individuals. Yep. Yeah, I've never done a podcast without Nick. Uh, I think I've only done one event that we've since we started this without Nick. Uh, so everything we do is together. So it is. It's a little refreshing sometimes to be apart and to we both have our own personal lives and our own personal commitments. So yeah. So how do you guys now that you guys are you know moving into different houses yep. and starting lives separately? Yep. Is that like better for the business or is that? Um. I mean, I think ultimately it's going to be. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a just a growing pains for us. We've never been apart. We're 28 years old. It's the first time we've lived in separate houses. Um, so it's more so figuring out on how to have things to be more serious. Like we're gonna have to schedule meeting times and like because hey, if people don't know, yes, they're twin brothers yep. that own a business together yep. as private chefs. Yes, and a little like a little bit more than private chefs. They don't just do that. Yeah, exactly. But we'll get into that. So we do everything together. We always have. We've worked together. We own a business together. We've always lived together. We moved out together at 22. And so this is our first time ever being apart. Um, It's pretty cool. I think we do both like our individual kind of spaces and being able to be uh, individuals. But obviously together we work the best. And it's just, again, it's just figuring out those, like, we're not just together all the time. So it's not always business time. So we have to kind of schedule those kind of things. And uh, it's more texting and more, like, calling each other in the mornings of like hey where do we have to go today do you have to pick something up today it's definitely pretty cool how it's it's definitely helping us delegate um tasks easier to each other because we're not together all the time you know he does certain things i do certain things because he's closer to certain places we go to frequently he now always goes and picks up certain produce items and certain goes to certain shops and things like that because it's just easier on his drive up to where we are um yeah for sure different i saw when you guys made the announcement (laughs) <laughs> the separation <laughs> um 
we cut the, we were there for the umbilical cord. We cut yep. it and they just <laughs> left the, the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fog, it's funny, it actually. was a foggy day. So Evan's coming home on Saturday and uh, he's always saying he's like, I feel like it's like having divorced parents. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to hang out with? Two yeah, Christmases. Exactly. You got him for the weekend. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I asked Evan if I was going to see him this morning, and he's like, Yeah, of course. And I'm Good. like, I won't see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Never quite have him back. I thought when you guys made the announcement, I thought that um, it was it per, on a personal level for you guys. I thought it was going to be like a little new sure. and yeah, weird. Fine. But I for on a business level, and I think I probably said this as we were driving away. I probably said this to Ariel, how much of a positive impact I thought it was going to have on your business. Yep. Because I knew, and like I, I don't want to say struggling, but I know what the struggle's like to start to delegate yeah. and like separate responsibilities and things like that. And a lot of times that's really weird. Yeah. And it's hard to like, can I say this to that person? Sure. Can I tell them to do something? Can yep. they tell me to do something? Well, especially when we're in the same household all the time. So like from the second you walk down the steps in the morning to have coffee together, it's like you're already thinking about those things that I've talked to you about or tell you about or delegate to you. So it's cool now where like when he comes over to the house, it's just to enjoy our, our company together. And yeah, when we're like, at the kitchen, it's actually business. And it's easier to kind of, it's easier to get out some of those harder things to, to say to people because it's like, we're now in a business environment. Where mm-hmm. we're at home, like, it starts kind of being defensive or it starts to become more maybe of an argument than it should be because, like, you don't, you feel defensive when you're in your own house, when you're the most comfortable. But when we go to the kitchen and when we're in these kind of business environments, it's easier to talk about the shit that we have to air out and the things that we have to talk about business-wise and the things that need to be addressed um, and have that not get kind of emotional, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... Um, I guess conf- conflict is um, a nece- necessary part of yeah. business. I, I've learned that when there's a conflict, that's the ultimately... I've just taught myself to just think like, okay, this is a conflict. This is just an opportunity to grow. Yep. Exactly. Instead of immediately, sometimes I still blow off. Yeah, There's sure. a few people that might be listening <laughs> to this that'd be like, I yelled at you this week or last week over like cabinets or something, but mm. it still and happens. You, it's and, whatever. Uh, like, but like it gives you, it gives you more like the conflict, exactly. the conflict the in a healthy easier. sense. If you can do that very quickly, you can solve problems faster. And if you can solve problems faster, you can do more business. Yep. If you can do more business, you can make more money. Yep. So that's, I mean, I think that's really cool. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. And that, just so um, anybody like also knows, uh, he only moved out because he got engaged and he now moved out with Sarah. So it's not like there's any rifts between the two of us or was anything negative or any kind of uh, issues going on. It was, it's all for positive reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to clarify. It that was also. actually, <laughs> that's not it at all. Nick can't grow dreadlocks. Yes. <laughs> you can't live in our <laughs> house without him. He got upset. <laughs> he just like, like this, this mane over here, he just, he just yeah. couldn't stand it. Yeah, anymore. Every morning, every morning he just walked downstairs and he saw Steve's dreads and just, Son of a bitch. Got real angry. Yeah, so he just started cutting his hair real short to compensate. And it is funny. His hair is is getting super long, too. At least for him. He is. He does have really long hair. (laughs) Yeah, no, but congratulations to Nick. Yeah. Yeah, He's engaged. He now lives with his fiance. Yeah. He spends a lot of time with her. Yeah. And, you know, he's spending tonight with her as well. Yeah. So incredible. It's in. He's an incredible guy. Yeah. He's (laughs) a great fiance. That's that's a major personal thing that's been. That's changed recently, which is awesome. Yeah, dude, that's great. What um, 
<laughs> I don't even know what to start at. I see you so much, yeah, yeah. but so much happens even every week yep. that I don't know. I guess I want to say congratulations to you and like everybody in your family for like yep. the farm. You guys yep. have been working on that place yep, talk about nonstop. That. Every time I text one of you guys, at least one of you guys is there. If I drive past every it was day, you drive I, by yeah, I drove past the other day and I like, I don't even think I realized I was on the same street as that farm. Yep, yep. And then I just saw you guys out front building a chicken coop. Yep. And I was like, oh, I know where I am now. Yep. Chickens come next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Where, where are you guys at in terms of having people stay at the farm or hosting okay. people at the farm? So hosting, uh, we're going to start hosting events. You've probably seen... We've already announced three farm series events that we're going to do. Um, the first one being March 13th, the second one being April 17th, and then the third one being May 22nd. And that's just going to be a public event where we're going to sell, you know, 12 people. You come to the farm. It's going to be our kind of our dinner thing. Uh, a little bit different of a kind of themed. Um, so this first one we're doing in March is going to be just the kickoff. Mm. So that's going to be the menu that we're serving in March already. Maybe some slight slight tweaks just to kind of say thank you to the guests that kind of came to the event. Um, and so we'll have them come in. They'll sit in that community room, how you kind of see right there. Um, Can you look up the moon schedule? <laughs> That's a big deal. I want to see some, I want to see if the moon, if like it's, it's a, a full, full moon, moon on every one of these dinners, you guys um, are being weird. That'd be cool. uh, <laughs> and then, so that'll be the 13th, a normal kickoff kind of our dinner. March 13th you know, is yeah, the next one. The so that's the first one. Three weeks away. Yeah, about, yeah. Okay, um, and you have... On Mondays. Any of that sold yet? I have, like, two tickets. I've had a couple inquiries um, about it, just getting people to kind of commit to the the guest names. Like, we always tell people, send us the names of the guests and the amount of people you want to reserve for. Um, we've had people ask, do I have to do all 12 people? Can I do six or eight? Um, and for that, it's it's however many you want. If you want to do all 12, cool. Uh, but if not, it's just however many what, that we um, can take. What is like? How are you guys charging for this? So this is just going to be the our, our normal rates will apply. So it's two hundred a person for this. Um, is that a full moon on March fourteenth? No, nah, third quarter. Uh, I don't know anything about moon cycles. Full dude, moon here. would be on the seventh. I know, pretty good amount of moons. Uh, do you, do we have any dinners happening on full moons? No, damn. Nah. Next. Well, what about we'll new get... moons though? New moon. New moon's pretty good still. Not no, really. Not really either. All right. Next time we'll get them next quarter. We'll get them exactly. next quarter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, just just our 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 normal rates uh, because it is our property. We will uh, give some complimentary red and white wine, organic Pennsylvania red and white wine. We'll do a champagne toast. I think for the first event, um, kind of how we tell our story about how we started our business at most of our events uh, at these farm dinners. It's going to be a little bit different where. We're going to maybe touch on some of those things, but it's going to be kind of giving our parents a voice to talk about how they got this and what their vision for this was and kind of what inspired them to do it, what kind of pulled the trigger for it, um, what their vision for the whole space is going to be for the future. And then we're even thinking about kind of putting in, um, I don't know really how to describe it, but like kind of little ploys of like when you're here, I don't want to hear anybody talk about what you do for a living. So you don't have to have conversation points that have nothing to do with what you do for work and little things about like why we gather Nick's reading this book called why we gather, you know, and it, it's things like that where it's like, I want, you know, we'll, we'll pose maybe for the first for the first one. I want to hear at least from everybody tonight. What does community mean to you? And everybody has to have kind of a reasoning of why of what they want to say. You know what I mean? That's a really cool 
concept to pro like that might be very like new and unique yes. to us but that might be something that they did back oh, in the yeah. day oh, that was oh, like yeah, real bro. general like yep. they just because i've been to dinners or different functions at um places like um the union league mm -hmm. when i was a member there they would have like different nights of the week there would be open table conversations and sometimes they would be just open open and then sometimes they would be open but surrounded around like specific topics yep. so like i was around i was a part of this one club that was um i don't know what their deal is because they still send me invites to yeah, like yeah. the zooms and yeah, stuff yeah. i'm like back hole back door of these guys um but there was it was like an entrepreneur's round table okay. i forget what the name of it was and there were some players yeah. in this group so oh, yeah. you would go to these you know once a month events on like a wednesday evening and it would be you know two hours in there with hors d'oeuvres and yep. drinks like you would get to like they would give you an opportunity to like ask your questions it's and i always found that like it was so rewarding and i would really probably say that was one of the catalysts for me starting a podcast sure. because meeting all those people at like the different organizations when i lived in the city and like having real conversations with them and learning very quickly from them um i really enjoyed that sure. so hearing about this like what you guys doing yeah. definitely it it makes me like consider participating like like a oh, lot yeah. you know yeah, it yeah, makes man. it like it well, makes it more of like we're not just eating food exactly, it's now exactly. it now becomes I think, like i think it makes it more intentional it makes the whole thing more of a purpose yeah you know, it's we really kinda, cool it's cool to network but i think to network around different things it's not just oh how can we uh excel our professional careers or how can we do this like let no, me hear your ideas well, like that's like I, I wish Nick was here because he's the one he's the one reading the book. The whole thing about what community means to you is a big one that stands out to us. Um, the whole again, not talking about what you do for a living. I don't want to hear you talk about anything that's like, um, don't fucking talk about your kids. I don't know, like the simple things that everybody's go to when they feel uncomfortable or when they're in uncomfortable situations. Like we want to say you can't talk about that. Yeah. Not to make you feel more uncomfortable, but to kind of open you up a little bit more, to make you feel a little more vulnerable. And kind of how we always talk about at our events, I think being around food and being around a table really opens people up. I think having some sort of intentional topic uh, that might be not the usual is going to just enhance that experience and do more than sitting around a table with 12 people you may or may not know. Is this, I have two questions. Is this an assault on <laughs> small talk? No, no, not it's at like all. It's kind of like let's let's like really get to the meat and potatoes of a conversation <sighs> either quicker or kind of control that or like what what is that goal in controlling this? Sure. And then my second question which is probably quicker, cell phones. Okay. So cell phones we always say like besides for pictures and things like that, we try to keep people off them because social media events. is a large part of your your experience and what you offer sure. i mean i've had the pleasure of like having you guys come over a lot so yep. it's like different <laughs> for me i guess sure. my wife's still probably taking pictures yep. so yep. like that's a huge for your I mean, business so we always say like our biggest thing is putting phones away for the duration of the time that we're all here together aside from pictures and things like that we absolutely encourage people to take take pictures and kind of uh, capture the night but like kind of you're saying like social media is not going anywhere so you can post that picture two hours from now. It's not, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't have to do it exactly right now. Don't stop what you're doing to make a fucking bullshit caption while we're sitting here and you're taking away from everybody's experience. Like, take the picture, put your phone away, come back to it later on, and post it tomorrow or something like that. 
Um, so that's awesome. Okay, I'm not cool. going to tell you no cell phones, but our, I think when people come and they sit with us and they dine with us, they kind of get the idea of, hey, it's supposed to be a personal kind of experience. And it kind of maybe keeps cell phones a little as a, a second thought. Um, but no, I don't. we don't want to get rid of small talk. We want to kind of um, give these topics to maybe enhance the small talk or to kind of give you a jumping off point or to give you something that's not just like, oh, hey, what do you do for a living? Like you always hear the cliches of oh, how's the weather? Like we want to, we want to, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. like, okay. So what happens? I get you want to do that because say you have, you have 12 people, so you could potentially have six couples sure. um, that don't know each other, sure. which could be really cool. Yeah. Um, or, or, or it can be crazy. Or yeah. wild. Uh -huh. so who knows? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? It's always fun. Um, but in the scenario that say you have 12 people that know each other, yeah. how would you approach the conversation sure. motif or that sure, sure, sure. sort of control? So even, even, even with that, so we have this little game we have at our house and I'm sure you maybe have seen them. They're called chat packs. So what it is, it's like a deck of cards and every card has a different topic on it and a, or a different something. And it might just be something as simple as like, what's your biggest pet peeve? And dude, you hear couples who've been married for 20 years. Be like, yo, I didn't know that about you. Mm. So like we could have 12 people who are all homies and not one of them could know what the other one thinks about community or thinks about family or thinks about farm to table cuisine or thinks about where the food's coming from or, or whatever the maybe topics. Again, I wish Nick was here because he's, he's reading the book and he would probably have a lot more insight. I, I, I love do. how we're just digging it in the um, Call him. He's <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime with Nick. Yeah, I'm actually, gonna, I told him, him I was going to print a picture out for him. We should. But I was actually not sure how the cameras were going to set up with that, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to superimpose a picture of Nick you should. until somewhere over here. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think with some of these proposals, like it might it might teach you about people you've known forever, but things that you don't know about that person. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, it's, it's just a start. I take point. back what I said. Now that I've asked that question, it's a I, ac I actually see, yeah. I actually see the whole thing even, I don't want to say clear, but I, I guess I appreciate the whole concept even more thinking about potentially sitting down with 11 other people that I know very well or semi well. And then, actually getting to know them exactly. better at the exactly. end of the thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I, I also second that. It's That's a really good idea. I, I think we're so stuck in having everyday conversations, yep. Yep. and this will be an opportunity to expand and enrich your well, experience with Everybody's always talking about what they're seeing on their phone, yeah. what the news is saying, or yeah. what, what's happening like directly related to them in their day-to-day -day life. You know, when, when we do these events, we try to, like, none of that matters for the next two or three hours. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, let's forget about some of these things. Like, we're all just here right now. This is all that we're doing. And let's focus on this one thing. And I think when we start with that, sure, everybody goes around and tells what you say. But, like, even with the chat pack, the idea of it is you answer the one question of my biggest pet peeve is now it's on a chalkboard. And that goes into somebody talking about a story of their teacher scratching a chalkboard, which then goes into somebody else telling a story about when they were spanked with a roller, when they were in school, you know, at Catholic school. Like, yeah. So it's just a jumping off point to start about what community means to you and then maybe experiences you've had in the community or people you've met from the community or things like that, you know, whatever. So it's just an idea to start talking about and that's going to probably take the night into so many mm -hmm. different directions. And I could see, I could see this almost becoming like this conversationalist dinner yes. structure. That'd be awesome. Like you could, you could like even call it something like that, 
but making it a staple event. Yes. Monthly. Yeah, exactly. And then making it this like exclusive 12 person yep. thing where inevitably you could charge more sure. money and then, you know, and we would like just like I'm pure. I'm actually jealous of you and the opportunity <laughs> of like who you potentially like the conversations you could potentially be around yeah. and like what you could you know pick yep. up. Well, I think this is why these that. kind of things are so important because I never thought of it in that sense of like okay, instead of being a themed menu, it can be a themed conversation topic. And we're serving our regular menu, but for the, you know this night, like I'll go through. I hate if you that want. you say regular menu. Yeah, I just mean like the menu, serve, the menu we serve, you know, for all of our guests. Um, yeah, right. Like in that period, we're trying to do something at the farm where whatever we serve there wouldn't be what we're serving on on the seasonal menu that we mm. have on our website. Um, but that's a little bit more challenging for us, to, for you guys. Like, you know, are you are you thinking about like how you're approaching all of these um, awesome ideas and like pace that you're approaching them with? Uh, I think our whole family is like pretty intense and that's in that sense of like, you guys have been hammering for yeah. like a long time yeah, and yeah. your dad's a machine. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, so, you know, I think you're right that we definitely get all these things and maybe we try to implement some too quickly. Mm. Um, where I think like even when we, even a small example I've been thinking about recently, we just had uh guests, uh, actually in February, we cooked at their house two weekends in a row. They were for totally different occasions. One was for uh, a friend who just hosted it at their house. And then the following weekend was for, um, you know, the husband's mom and all her friends for her 70th, 70th birthday or something like that. But when we first started this, we always said, like, we would never serve you the, th the same thing twice, which in hindsight was a major outreach and something that we cannot deliver on. An mm -hmm. overreach, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. There's no way that I would have been able to change the menu for 12 people by the following weekend with all new things. So I think, like, saying that we want to do different things at the farm might be an overreach. Um, I think we'll probably do some, maybe a course or two. But would, would be something different. You know I don't I mean? think you should feel negative or bad about that. Like, I definitely think that was an overreach, like, sure. factually. Sure. Uh, but you guys are, you guys are providing a service that as time goes on, like the price is going to increase yeah. and it's already semi, you know, exclusive yeah. that the frequency that someone is going to dine that close together, I think maybe sure. I have. Sure. Yeah, you have exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't care. Sure. That's exactly. not well, something that's how, that affects me, and it's not going to happen a lot. Yeah. That if it starts happening more frequently, then you got to step back and say, "Okay, sure. like uh, we have to address this issue exactly. that's reoccurring." But I don't think, I, I don't think, like I, I get what you're saying, like how you, like you made that claim, and then yeah, like sure. you couldn't. It's we very hard to stick that, to yeah. it because that's what I was thinking when you said that preparing a new menu back to back, sure. like even a few weeks apart, uh, it's, is, it's is a lot because you guys are providing food that like you're not just going to the grocery store yeah, and exactly. getting Velveeta exactly. and yep. like you're so like sourcing it yep. locally so if it's not available you can't yeah we can only do so many service. things yeah, yeah exactly, exactly I got that I mean it, it was cool they were the first people we've ever had have two dinners two weeks in a row and it was cool to hear them say like I'm excited to eat that again next weekend mm. and then we say a lot like regardless if it's the same menu or whatever like 
maybe we didn't season as heavy last week. I think, you know, when we went back the second weekend, I remember saying to them, like, yo, the, the, the like, chestnut foam is much better this weekend. The, the like, you know, sauce that we have for the steak, I think is better this weekend. And the you way the I mean? mind works, too, um, you're you're having different conversations as you're, you're eating, yeah. you're drinking different things. It's definitely you, a different experience. You're never going to remember, like, this time I remembered the I the appetizer, yep. but, the, like, I could have the same thing back-to-back. It's sure. like witnessing, you know, a crime. You, you see mm-hmm. a guy leave in a red shirt. The guy's shirt's actually green. Sure. It's not even a green shirt. It's a town clove, uh-huh. like, T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's nothing wrong with setting those, like, dramatic things. Sure. But... um. I think for a first uh, event, in a little bit, yeah. a first event, you guys sound like you're knocking out of the park. Like you guys have a lot of wild ideas, like sure. I do, yep, yep. and it's definitely cool that the first of the first event that you're doing here sounds really like I don't know what the word awesome. Sure, we'll just stick. Well, to so another. so the first one we kind of are are, are posing as the kickoff. So it's going to be our our normal menu that we serve to everybody for that entire month. The one in April, we're going to do a guest chef. So Nick's actually going to be in Rome uh, that week. So it would be me and a guest chef. Uh, we'd collaborate on the courses. And that menu would definitely be one that we're not serving to the other guests that month. That would be whatever me and this chef come up with. And uh, that would be the one in April. And then the one in May, we're going to do um, every course. We're going to pick uh, some seasonal like spring ingredient, whether it's foraged or it's farmed. Uh, and like the dish is going to be around that spring ingredient. And so throughout the whole, uh, menu for May, you know, we'll highlight a morel mushroom. We'll highlight asparagus. We'll highlight a ramp. We'll highlight fiddleheads. We'll highlight certain edible flowers that come around in that time. We'll highlight probably spring lamb will maybe be the entree and things like that. Uh, maybe strawberries if they come in that, in that time. Um, and you know, like that's one supposed to be all spring, everything fucking spring. That's the menu for May. And then after that, uh, we're hoping that we'll have all the septic and everything will be done. All everything will be dug up. It'll be finished, and we'll have all the permits approved to do the actual rentals, and we'll be able to start doing the actual plan of what this place is supposed to be. Um, and dinners will just be an add-on kind of thing or a once-a-month kind of exclusive uh, type of deal. Um, we're really just doing these three to kind of help us get through the next phase and to uh just help make some money for the mortgage and to, you know push the whole thing along you know what i mean yeah bridge the gap because yeah. ultimately you the goal for the farm is short-term rental sure yeah like it's, a residence it's, it's more of like a destination type of place so uh for anyone who doesn't know my parents do uh short-term real estate investment and property rentals up in lake harmony uh so they have four vacation homes there it's been wild to watch their journey with that. Uh, we started eight years ago. My parents almost got divorced because my mom was like, you're fucking going to spend all of our money. And we're going to lose everything. And uh, the house my dad got up there is a gold, is a gold mine. And um, my mom was telling me recently that, like, I think when we bought the first house, it was something around, like, there was 75 Airbnbs up there, and now it's something along the lines of, like, 560 or something. Like, it, it's something staggering. I'm not sure exactly. I'm butchering the numbers probably, but it's something crazy. And so we got in at a really cool time, and now we have four properties there. So I think they're taking their vision of seeing it from the outside, at least in Bucks County. I don't think Airbnb or VBR, uh, VRBO is a big thing in Bucks County. 
Uh, we have tons of bed and breakfasts and things like that, but I don't think like the privately owned properties uh, is a major thing. I know for a fact right now there's not one in Pipersville, which is where we are. Um, so you guys are kind of going off the exclusivity model. Sort of. And I just think like maybe people in Bucks County haven't seen the potential success and what this can be. And my parents maybe have from an outside perspective of seeing it up in, you know, Carbon County where we are in uh, Lake Harmony. And so they want to bring it here. And the idea of this is to be sort of that destination resort kind of escape. You can stay on a farm. We're not near anything major, but we're close enough to all major towns and anything like that. We're probably 10 miles, if not less than that, from New Hope, from Doylestown, from all these other places. And then with that, with what we all do as a, for a living, we can do amenities or add-ons. So you can add on a, a dinner with us. You can add on yoga classes with AMA. We're going to put you know a yoga studio above the garage. Um, certain little things about how like we're close to the giant. If you wanted to do giant direct, you can order all the food. We'll go pick it up for you and stock the house. So when you arrive, there's already food, there's already alcohol, there's already things that you need. So you don't have to go pick it up yourself. That's fire. Uh, we'll offer things like that. It's like high end. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, we'll have, we'll have the garden and the chicken coop. You can go pick your own eggs in the, every morning. Uh, we're going to try and, just like everything we do, also be sort of educational. So we're going to have compost bins in the house. We'll have chicken food bins in the house. So like compost your food scraps, put your food scraps in the chicken bin so we can feed our chickens, we can compost for our garden. So um, it's like the idea... It's like a mild... Um, a retreat kind a, of place almost. Well, have you, you ever heard of... of um, I think they're called dude ranches, like out west. I've heard of it. You I can go yeah, and you literally, exactly. you literally pay to work on a farm. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a, it's a mild, it's a mild <laughs> exactly. form of that exactly, where you're kind of exactly. like... Has anybody... I don't, I don't want to say pushback, but have you had any people like skepticism with the idea? Because I think the idea is killer... And the only reason I think that is because countless times we've gone away. Yeah. We've rented a place in the middle of yep. nowhere yep. that has like sheep and some random yep. lady living on and the edge amazing. of the property. And you just watch the sunsets. You do this. Yes, you go yep. hiking. You don't yep. You don't see that many people. Yep. It's, so that's, that's it's kind really of the plan. Nice. Uh, we're also, again, so because we're so close to everything, we're going to try to go to places like Durham Hill. Audi Mansion, the country clubs that we've worked at and have connections with, and and try to almost pitch to them around, like, you all have beautiful wedding venues. You have awesome spaces here, but none of you offer housing. So, like, can we sort of get into your contract's a bad word, but can we have maybe an agreement where when you send out your package of information to the potential, um, you know, grooms, grooms and bridal, you know, can we be involved in that? And can, like, if you need housing, hit up these people first. We can sleep 14 people in our house, so we can sleep an entire bridal party or entire groomsmen's party um, or the in-laws or whatever the case might be. So for a place like Durham Hill that has zero housing offered, like, we're not even two miles from there. So, like, could we arrange to where, like, you tell these people about us and we give you a percentage of whatever we rent from referrals from you kind of deal? I don't even know that you would need to do that. Because we'll you see, guys are idea. you guys are already like I wouldn't throw that out there right off the bat because you guys are just by you existing, you are benefiting sure. their business yeah, yeah. and making them more viable yeah. because there may be people that come and say, Hey, this would be a great place to get married. Yeah. But where would we stay? Well, that's when I'd hope that Durham Hill would say, Oh, here, I have a place for you to stay right here. Which Contact makes their people. business you better. Know what I'm saying? So again, that's yeah, awesome. You know how we always are. It's it's all about cooperation. It's not about competition. So 
if we can work with some of these places where you have overflow or you have this, like, can you send them our way and we'll do the same for you kind of deal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's the, that's the kind of the, the big picture of the whole thing. The dinners is a really fun idea. It's something I'd like to do monthly or even quarterly, but if I we think can, it would be a great way because you guys or you and I have talked to, I'm pretty sure it was you and I talked about like the volume of people yeah. and taking the business to like the next level and yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. And I know we've kicked around like a lot of good ideas and yeah. bad ideas. We'll talk and, about that too. and one of them was kind of just like, I, I, I said, why don't you just put a minimum on yeah. the, the experience yes. so that when you do it, cause there was nights where I'm talking to Nick or you and you're like, tomorrow we're doing a 14, Yeah, but you are cooking yesterday for, for two, two people. Exactly. Yep. So I was kind of like, well, how do, can you make the 14 um, the more consistent yeah. experience? Yep. I see this as like one of the ways you lock down a Saturday yeah, sure. or a Sunday or a yep. fr- like we're trying to do or these, an off we're night. We're trying to do these three on Mondays. Dude, that's a perfect, you know what I mean? that's a perfect thing because a lot of people will call them. The call so start them, your week, with, start your week off right. The conversationalists. Exactly. They're busy people. They've exactly. got things going on. A lot of times, like, people have stuff going on with their kids on yep. weekends. Exactly, yep. You know, get a babysitter. So we're trying to do it for that reason, at least for these these first three. Um, again, it'd be great that once we have all the permits ready to do the actual renting and housing, that we never have to cook here again unless we choose to. It'd be awesome that my parents run the whole thing and it makes money that way. And then we block out certain things. Like we want to do retreat weekends. We want to do like horticulturalist events. We want to do like woods walks where we explain what's growing, what's what you could forage, what you could eat, tree identifications. I have good friends who are horticulturalists and stuff like that. Come talk about what's growing there. Uh, talk about how like we want to we want to be true stewards to the land. I know that's a very kind of cliche thing people are talking about nowadays but be able to show people like these are the kind of grasses that we put in because our property is so wet so these are going to go way deeper into the soil it's going to absorb more water and retain more moisture and it's also going to help our soil you know be stronger and kind of more nutrient dense and have more kind of uh microbiology in it than just the average fucking kentucky bluegrass that you see in everybody's you know everybody's lawn you know what i mean back you know that KG, it's terrible. dude. Yeah, dude, it's terrible. <sighs> I can't um, stand it. So yeah, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on with that. What um, um I want to say, like, I know you guys are just doing these dinners to kind of like bridge the gap. Yeah. But th- that's business and that's entrepreneurship, yep. and I think it's um sometimes that's like a perfect example for people that are maybe curious or reluctant to start their own business. Yeah. You you don't have the next thing like you, you can't always wait for like that next thing to just like metastasize or grow and just like exist. You have to put it together incrementally and like, we're watching that happen in real time here. (laughs) You guys bought a property and to make it work, you guys are taking what skills you already have to make the next set of skills happen. And it's like, your dad is involved in real estate and stuff like that. And you guys, probably don't need to do the dinners but well, it is making a until, huge difference until we in get like the, until we get permits to to do the rentals like <laughs> we're still on the hook for over a five thousand dollar mortgage yeah so until they can rent it like we have to do something my parents don't make money to just pay that like it's willy-nilly yeah so this these are just ways for us to help bring in revenue over the next couple months until we can put it out publicly that hey we're good to go everything is set that's and with, awesome with the septic they're putting in a new sand mound 
they're running water to our garden. So I have a water spigot at the garden. They're running like electricity to the garden. They're going to run pipes under the driveway and into the pasture. So there's no more puddles next to the driveway. We're putting in another like 45 feet of parking to have an actual parking lot. They're paving the entire driveway. So like there's a shit ton of stuff going into this, like, and they don't want to put it out of saying, Hey, we're ready to go until all of that's done. And so like, there's nobody coming to rent and the fucking yards dug up and there's trucks constantly coming and going. And you have to like work around other people being there kind of deal. So until we can do that whole thing too, which is, should be done by May 1st. Um, we have to do, we have to do something. You know yeah, what I mean? That's awesome. And you know, that's, um, and these events are kind of what we specialize in and my parents can help us and we can, you know, raise at least almost half the money for the mortgage by doing an event. And we all with this, like when we do these here, like for, for Nick and I, at least just, you know, personally, like we don't, we're not going to get anything from that. Like we're doing it at cost, I guess. And everything's going to go to my parents to help pay the mortgage. You know what I mean? Yeah. To so. make the dream happen. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Yep. Dude, I want to say thank you for bringing the coffee. Oh, yeah. I think you know that I'm like a fiend for this yeah, stuff. Yeah, same with me. So actually in this Every- coffee, I put a little, uh, so I have gifts for both of you. Um, so there's some dried wild uh, harvested reishi mushroom in this right now, which mm. is great to drink. In the coffee? Yeah, in the coffee. So it's great to drink at nighttime. I, uh, the coffee is okay to drink at nighttime? Well, the reishi mushroom is good, but not the coffee. <laughs> but so, uh, here's a bag of reishi. And then here's a bag of chaga. Okay. Chaga, you will never get. Uh, these only grow in the northern hemisphere, so on birch trees, which we don't have in Pennsylvania. Uh, I got bags for you too, Gilmar. Oh, thanks, man. Can you um, see this? <clears throat> yeah. But so those are like, this is great in the morning and the afternoon, the chagas. Uh, it's a great for common colds, great for just a stressful life to kind of balance out stressors and drop your cortisol. Dude, um, thank you. And then the reishi is just the fucking mushroom of immunity. Just the best thing ever. I've had reishi tea before. Yeah, exactly. It's so really good. We'll have to uh, we'll have to crush so them up these, and snort them after the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so these actually, this is a wild, a wild story uh, with the mushrooms. Um, so from doing this business, we've obviously reconnected with tons of old friends and tons of people in our lives in the past. And so we were born on County Line Road. We lived right by the Navy base, and uh, we had these neighbors, Linda and Lisa, who would babysit us, you know, whatever. And we moved away when we were seven, and then they came to our house one time. We never saw them again, never heard from them again. My parents kind of stayed in touch because um, Linda does, um, uh, like, travel booking. She's a fucking travel agent. And so my parents have had trips booked through her, but Nick and I never talked to her. We've never seen any of them, whatever. Just so happens that Sarah and her mom uh, get their hair done by Lisa. So from us doing this business, we've now reconnected with them and cooked for them multiple times, done a pasta class for their son. But these mushrooms all come from her uncle who lives in Connecticut. So these are these are northeast. These are from Connecticut, yeah. Yeah, so these aren't from PA. And so he's like, yeah, these don't, you, you can never get these in PA. These Chaga? Don't, these don't grow anywhere in PA. Why? Because uh, they only grow on birch trees, which only grow in like a colder northern climate. Um, so they don't grow on any other tree besides birch. Rishi grow on uh, eastern hemlocks, so you can get them around here. Still a little bit more north. You couldn't get them probably in Bucks County unless you knew like a dense hemlock patch, um, which I don't know where specifically where any one any of those are. So these grow on a birch tree, natural birch trees. Yes. So like yes. the birch tree that's in my mom's yard, probably Maybe. not probably not growing any chaga. It could potentially. I don't know what it takes for it to produce chaga. Um, Next episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Featuring Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if it needs to have maybe other other trees around it that maybe bring in other bugs, that bring in other bacteria. I'm not entirely sure. Obviously, mushrooms are a sign that a tree is sick. 
and they're kind of decaying, uh, which is, you know, not that it's good for us, obviously not good for the tree, but, um, so I don't know if your mom's single birch tree would grow chaga ever. I'm going to keep my eye out for some chaga. Unless it was dying. And they look, it looks absolutely insane. Like it looks like just like a big piece of like a canker on a tree and you chip it off. Yeah. You'll pull it up. So her uncle actually, um, you might even be able to find it. Look up biggest, look up biggest mushroom, uh, chaga mushroom. Dude, the computer's so fast now. So he, her, uh, her <laughs> uncle actually is the one who is like, in a magazine for, uh, for having the biggest chaga ever foraged. Is this one? I'm not sure when, like, if the record's been broken or not yet, but they showed me a picture of this one that was fucking huge. It Dude, I mean, he's got to get back like out that. there and defend yeah. the record. It looked just like that. See, yeah. the problem with that picture is like they should put a child or something next no, to it. No, they should, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you could like, <laughs> like... Go back. I could make it... I could take a picture of this pictures. mushroom go, and make it look like... Go the back to one. images. And if not, That's I'll a pretty big chuck too. Go back to that one with it next to the rock. You can tell in that one how big it is. Which one? The one you were just on before. Uh, I think I think it was the top. It was like the banner. Oh, my banner. Yeah. Uh, whatever. This one? Yeah, something. No, go, maybe go up go to the top. Go up to the top. Yeah, how wild is that? Looks pretty crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. <laughs> so that's probably that's the the biggest one in that picture, I think. <laughs> that looks like two feet tall. But go back to images. You might be able to find it. And if not, I'll show you the picture that they sent me. Um, Dude, seventy eight point two pounds. Yo, going back to the the mushroom conversation we've had numerous times. Yeah, this one. I want to meet the guy who was first walking through the woods and decided to eat that. Oh yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? He was. It's like old to, indigenous he, knowledge. He, he was somebody to know. Yeah, yeah, I've had that conversation with Anna plenty of times. Here, check this out. So that's him. That's I'm like, how do you know? He looks like he would find a chaga mushroom. Here, check it out. Show it to the camera. No. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. So, buddy. so, pretty cool. That's awesome. I appreciate these gifts. Yeah, thank you, man. That's like the wild shit that's, that's we love so much and the cool connections we've got to make from doing this. Look at that. Holy shit. So how can we ingest this so stuff? So Chaga, I would say take one of these cubes, and I think the way we're going to start doing it, like the, the the dad of the girl I got it from, they're old, like in their 80s, and so he'll make a pot of this with five of them, mm-hmm. and he'll just drink it all day long and just go back and refill it all day long. And you can get three or four rinses, I guess, if you will, out of each of these. Like if you feel this and feel this, like these are so dense. These feel like wood almost. It kind of feels like... Um, like they're super, Have you ever super had dense. like the space food from... I know what you're talking about. I never mm-hmm. had it, but I know what you're talking about. It's kind of um, if you've had space food, you know it. It has that. It feels. Like wood. It feels like rocks or wood pellets, yeah. kind of. So I think what we're gonna do with that, I'll probably start maybe tomorrow. We're just as I get more into it and more comfortable with it, we'll probably put one of the blocks in just a, a coffee cup like this, mm-hmm. and I'll probably just dump boiling water over it and just let see, it steep. See what happens, and then just as the day goes on, I'll just add more boiling water. Mm-hmm. And I'll just add more boiling water. And I'll just like, I feel like you're going to start seeing us <laughs> just always having a cup of Rishi tea or Chaga tea now just in front of us when we're prepping or doing things like that. And we'll just always have it with that one little brick in it for two or three days as we kind of rinse it. Uh, the Rishi, as you've seen, I, I grinded it up in my coffee grinder with the coffee beans. Mm-hmm. So I just put it right in, ground it up, put it in the coffee. I can't even taste it. No, exactly. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. I think that's a really good kind of way. He could have built Cosby me, and I wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. 
So I think that's a cool way to, to take the Rishi. Um, what I was just like kind of reading before I came because I wanted to have like actual facts to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that like the Rishi is better to drink more in the evening after seven o'clock to eleven o'clock? It is going to set you up for a better sleep. Mm-hmm. Where chaga is more one to drink in the morning and consistently throughout the day. Um, so I could think that's probably how we'll start consuming it. I can see myself just making pudding. I don't know if you have any of the, the like um, the casks you put like herbs in to make tea. I'll probably just crush. I know what you're talking about. I'll yeah. probably just crush this up, put in one of those, make reishi tea, add a little lemon peel or ginger. Probably pretty good. Yeah, have I was gonna have, ask. Have you ever some honey? Yeah. Have you ever? What were you gonna say? No, just put some honey in it. I yeah. think that'd be good. Oh yeah. yeah. Just gonna cut ask? it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just cut you us some honey. To cut it. <laughs> uh huh. He's got bricks in his tea. He needs to cut it. <laughs> um. Have you ever heard of the Four Hour Work Week? The book, of course. Uh, Have you Ari- heard the Ariel f- bought it for us? Oh shit! Oh. Yeah, I only started reading a little Look bit. Of it, I guess that's technically you I, bought it. I bought it. Got him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I knew that. Yep. But the there's a follow up to that book called the Four Hour Body. Okay. I would be lying to you if I told you I read the whole book. It's quite okay. large. Yep. Um, it, it it doesn't have a textbook vibe, but it could. Sure. could. Uh, I know what you mean. The four hour work week is pretty big too. Yeah, the four hour body is like three four hour work weeks. Oh god. Um, Tim Ferriss dives into the mushroom thing pretty yeah, hard. Yep. I think in that book. Okay. So if somebody's listening and they want to, there's there's this mushroom combo world is uh it's fascinating. It, it's blowing up right now. I well, think it's always kind of been a thing, it's so but I think it's definitely more mainstream now because you have like Tim Ferriss, Joe yep. Rogan. You have people that are- Four Sigmatic. I, the guy's name's like something wild, um, but he has a book called Healing Mushrooms, and he's the founder of Four Sigmatic. It's like Giannis something, I think. Yeah. Um, Four Sigmatic is- Four Sigmatic's a good company. Is Healing company Mushrooms is a great book. I actually sent it to the farmer we lived with because he was having some health issues. Um, it's that one right there. Yeah, exactly that one. Yeah. Healing mushrooms. Yeah. yeah Taro, whatever his last name is. Taro is that cool. That, that's a great, great, great book. It has Jeez. awesome recipes. So like that mushroom you see in the top left with the fan, like that's a reishi mushroom. Would you be interested that in one, yeah. doing an episode with a mushroom expert? Yeah, because I don't know shit about it. <laughs> I could would we, love to do an episode with a mushroom could expert. Could we talk to Anna about who we might have on yeah. to talk mushrooms. I could put you in contact with some mushroom people. That's my next question is like, I want to see who he, she might know someone that's like actually in like teaching. Yeah. Like that yeah. could maybe educate us on there's, some sort of level. There's, there's some cool I want to get somebody, here. I want to get like a street guy. Yeah. Like I want to get like a corner boy I got you in the mushroom too. game. Like somebody out there in the forest, like yep. hustling mushrooms. Our buddy Chris Dara. But I also want to get someone that like, a science in person. a lab yeah so um not Pri- at the same time primordia is a company uh based out of philly that's really big in a lot of nice restaurants we actually buy from them at the farmer's market pretty frequently when they're there we might just have anna on because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know a lot about it she knows a, g- a fair amount yeah. yeah i feel i feel like anna could get us as a science sure well person. we used to we used to go on a lot of uh not forage we didn't forage sure. but we would go and um you know identify mushrooms yeah. and we used to do it uh you know during the beginning of spring and yep. yep. end fall. of Oct- yeah, in yep. the fall yep. and we would go out with a bunch of groups and just yeah. identify and compare so and do you have um do you have a page because i'd love to even see that i've never done something like that where like you walk with a group 
That's and what we somebody did. Somebody who leads it and tells you about everything. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anna's I'll, studying that. Yeah, yeah. She's mycology. actually. Yeah, she's gonna be doing an internship in uh in Massachusetts. Fa- fascinating, man. Yeah, there's um. So a friend of mine is a scientist, and he worked on cancer research, and now he's right. working with uh, genetics. Yep. And he got Anna. Um, well, Anna also got it herself, but she now has an internship sure. at this uh, Nobel winning yeah. uh, lab, lab. Yeah, sure. And um, she's gonna be studying uh genes and she's gonna try to infuse mycology or, yep. or how bacteria yep. can now yep. work yep. with genetics and stuff so well, i mean you know that like yeah. we so are mutation cl- I mean, basically she's creating x-men we'll, well see you, like, i don't like, know you know that we're closer uh in genes to mushrooms than we are to any plant oh yeah you know what i mean like why is there certain receptors in our bodies that are the same thing in psilocybin mm-hmm. like we're supposed to be eating things like this uh, the reishi mushroom, you know, actually is like one of those things that like really helps balance your endocrine system and flushes a lot of fluids throughout your entire body. So like it's something that helps like the entire genetic makeup of your body, which is insane that they don't tell you that shit. See, that's why I want to get a person on here that's really like, knows the We're science. talking about this stuff here <laughs> and it's getting me jazzed up. Yep. And I want to start going down holes <laughs> yeah. and talking stuff Read about that stuff book. that we don't know about. <laughs> And I have so I many mean, questions. I know a pretty good amount about this, but I'm not, I don't know the Yeah, but like you're talking terms. about like cleansing genet, like that stuff is so wild. And when you. Like the, beta glucans and adaptogens and your triterpenes and things like that that are inside. So like beta glucans are the cancer fighting things inside the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying mushroom powder that has the BG, beta glucan, that's like the anti-cancers, the anti-stressors. Adaptogen just means that it kind of helps your body function the way it's supposed to. Yeah, so Tulsi basil is a big one. Rishi is a big one. Like you take these things and it helps your body do what it's fucking supposed to do. But it, what's wild is that like we have two things here, yeah, on planet Earth that I would say ninety nine percent of the people listening right now don't know anything about, yes. right? And these are just two things. Yep. How many more things are there that we don't know? Yes, sir, about? there's an herb for every ailment. You know what I'm saying? So mm. when you go down these. Like when I have gone down these, and I always approach it from. Uh, you know why I'm, that? You know why that is? Well, dude, yeah, we're not Come gonna on, get bro, canceled. We know right that. Now, uh-huh. We're trying to educate. <laughs> Open people. that third eye, bro. Yeah, exactly, we, yeah, bro. Man. we know this. What I'm saying is, you know, we've lost track of a lot of this stuff. Like and when I about, when like, I look at this stuff, I do it from a very data. I prefer the science end oh, yeah. of things. Yep. And when you get into the science of mushrooms, and you start understanding how they communicate with each other, yep. how their root systems yep. the work. The mycelium and trees it, communicate. It is insane. It's kind of... It's cool. It's not surprising to oh, me yeah. that we don't learn about any of this stuff because yeah. we don't even learn about personal finance. Damn, it's cool. It's like a chestnut mushrooms. Um, yeah, you, Gilmore took all these pictures. Yeah. Oh, well, exactly. Well, again, you, again we, we go into... We all know why. We know why. why. We yeah, all exactly. know why. We don't need to go down... <laughs> we're not... Illuminati exists. We don't need to do it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, these are just a little bit of the, you That's know, the cool. trips we would go on. It was oh, so yeah. much fun. Like, I got to go out and learn a lot about, you know, why Anna's so interested in yep. in mycology and whatnot and, and met be, a lot of cool people. Being in nature is just fucking... Oh, yeah. It's, dude, it's, it's such a, literally amazing. a breath of fresh air. Exactly. Everybody like, needs... I think if everybody could do something like this, even just twice a year, our world would be totally different. Oh, yeah, completely. Totally different. My mood completely changes any time I go out in the woods dude, and come back. Two minutes standing at your feet in the grass yeah. will change your mood. Yeah. You know I mean? like, it's crazy. Dude, I went to... Uh, um, there's this one like greenhouse place up in... Uh, Humble Gardens? 
No, it's called Arts. Oh yeah, Arts. It's free. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I went yeah, there. Yeah, I went have, there. Uh, they also have like the Mum Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I, the first time I went yep. to the Mum Mountain, it was a total letdown. Yeah, but the too. inside of the place is dope. Oh, it's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I went there with uh, my coworker because we were. Yeah. It was on the way to a job site. And when we when we came out, we felt so refreshed, yeah, like the humidity in there yep. and seeing all the greenery. Yeah, you were just, all the way out there. Yeah, we have a job way the fuck out there. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> we, uh, we've gone there a couple times. It's cool that it's just like 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 um what is it Longwood Gardens in Kennedy Square. Awesome, beautiful. It's like five times bigger than. But you uh, need to get tickets for that. But you got to pay for it. Ots, yeah. you fucking walk right in. It's just free. It's a store. You can buy stuff. I think there's we, also these things I've heard about called parks. Yeah, that's that true you too. can go to. But you can't see a lemon tree in a park around here. You know what I mean? Which is pretty fascinating. You can plant a lemon tree. It won't do well. I mean, <laughs> you could go straight. It won't last you, could too go, long. you could go Banksy on it and just do like a pop up greenhouse in yeah, the middle exactly. of a Tyler Park. What if you were just known for that building mini greenhouses yeah. and just like setting just them up with, there. without and permission? Set mini greenhouses. Be like, oh, he struck again, That'd dude. We have sick. another lemon tree. <laughs> Who is this madman? That'd be yeah. cool. Just like, just like a bunch of. Well, that's like the whole argument goes into. I think, like Philly Orchard Project does a good job at it. Like, what is it? Philly, I think it's called Philly Orchard Project. Um, it's like, why are all of the trees on the streets in Philly not fruit trees where homeless people and people who are in poverty can get food from? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the whole thing of well, like I it mean, creates a mess is, and these things, but like, have you ever been to like a place, like a tropical place? Where there's fruit trees. Like bananas and oranges and lemons. It is a mess. Yeah, but it's fucking awesome. It's supposed to be a mess. I, yeah, no. So, <laughs> so do you want to start, like, but, like, creating fruit trees to, like, feed the homeless people on the street is just encouraging more homeless people to live on the street. That's not, I'm going to push like, back on I don't on know. That. I feel like there's things where, like, okay, you, you put a fruit tree on the street for a homeless man to eat. Well, now the homeless man's intrigued about maybe learning about where food comes from. And I don't think so. I think so. I think you're I don't know, reaching man. so hard there. The homeless man isn't concerned but, but, with that. Like like Gilmar just said, I feel like when you're in nature and you get this fresh breath of fresh air, like, it totally, like, just realigns you, I feel like. And so, you like, would have to plant a shitload of trees you in would, Philadelphia you would. to make saying, the homeless man fucking, feel like he's in nature. Imagine, <laughs> a, imagine, imagine a homeless man being able to pick a fucking pomegranate off a tree. I think I think that would be a great. M- That's gonna really maybe change his paradigm about the way certain things are, and it might be more inspirational for them to fucking get their life together. And you know what I mean? Like, I love how optimistic you are about this I situation, know, dude, and I'm not making fun thing. of you at all. <laughs> But I think it might be you're far so reached. fucking wrong. <laughs> it, might be, it might be very far reached, no, so, I don't know, man. So I get the motivation behind what you're saying is 100% true. Uh, I think that there's like preschools and different yeah, things like true. that where like you're, you know, taking kids. I, I, I saw one the other day that was more of like a summer camp and it is wild what they do with yeah. these kids and, yep. and hiking in creeks yep. and stuff. That's really cool. But as the homeless situation, the homeless man is out there because he's he chooses to be. Now he might have a mental health situation that we're not addressing. Sure. You know, so like to say, <laughs> to say that we're going to plant fruit trees to like it, help to inspire impactful. the homeless. <laughs> Look at this banana grown yeah, here. Dog, on it's beautiful. Street. We got apples on Chestnut Street. That doesn't make any sense. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go get a job. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like you never know. Yeah. Um, it could be. Cool. I think that there definitely needs to be more trees in Philadelphia. When I lived in 
uh, Pashyunk like area. Yeah. I know that the Pashyunk Civil Association, I think it's called, uh, will plant a tree on your sidewalk if you apply for it. Okay. So they'll come out and jackhammer a hole Damn, in your okay. sidewalk and plant a tree because so many of the trees have died yeah. or i mean it's hard to grow a tree yeah, in concrete yeah. oh yeah it it's is. a hard knock life out there for yeah, those trees oh yeah so you know but there 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 are cool things like that happening in philly philly john's another one kind of really interesting uh you know agricultural project that they're doing down in philly and she's a badass but there's a lot of really cool stuff nature stuff to do around like in our area i think yeah. it's cool that you're yeah, your farmer john i'm sorry farmer john farmer john yeah it's her there's you know the locally there's like the churchill nature center there's yep. tons of yep you know we, of we're blessed that we live in an area with a semi-abundance of oh, yeah. things like this yep um so it's cool that you're capitalizing like you and the family are capitalizing on nature for your new yep. uh, venture yep that's cool it's just awesome I'm jazzed all up now. This coffee's got me it's zooming. Good, <laughs> it's good I'm coffee, too. I feel too. like I could solve any problem. Shout out to know. Backyard Bean. I'm sweating, dude. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> These These weak arms are heavy. <laughs> 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 nah, bro. <laughs> Shit won a Grammy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and an Oscar, too. Uh, I was, like, queuing it up, and then I didn't know if anyone was going to pick it up. So <laughs> no, I I'm always going to pick it up. Are you crazy? <laughs> we we were at Vince's Pizza on yeah. Durham Road. Yep. The place is amazing. Vince Beats. Vince's. Yay. I haven't had to bring it next time. Giuseppe, more garlic. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> middle of summer, and they have, like, musicians and stuff playing on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights or whatever. There's a guy who's playing, and he has a whole, like, MIDI setup. Like, I don't even know how he's controlling the sounds that are coming out yeah. of everything. He's got foot pedals, everything. And... He's jamming out, and then later on in the evening, he's just, like, playing a thing. And out of nowhere, my wife goes, dude, he's playing it. He's playing Eminem. And I was like, how do you, like, usually I'm it. the one that, like, picks up on noises like he's that. He's doing like, it. And then, sure enough, he just starts going acoustic on. <laughs> no, that's sick. Did he rap it? He did. Nice. Yeah, Damn. she did, too. She slaughtered she all, the, all the little kids there. She just rap battling them. Hell, yeah, it's sick. Just knocking them over. Yeah, never been there. We drive by all the time. And I they have a lot of really out. good... Um, like uh, pizzas that are, I don't know what you call them. They're just experimentals. Yeah, perfect. I like that. Exotic. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, people that put pineapple on their pizza, yep, yep. they thrive at Vince's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, dude, they've got a beer wall. Really? Yeah, this, is, this show is not for Vince's. Though. We're not giving out free market. Yeah, 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 what the fuck, fuck bro? I'm blocking it every okay. time. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Dude, beep. Every, yeah. Hey, when we edit it, every time I say Vince, just beep you it. Beep yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Black bars <laughs> in your mouth, too. But yeah, yeah I guess... Yo, uh, if you want to pay for marketing, like give people yeah, marketing, exactly. but then make them pay for it. Yeah. Be like, we mentioned you in the show. Like, racketeering, dude. Just, we it. mentioned you in the show, but for us to actually mention you, it's going to be $50. That <laughs> he said racketeering. Let's go. But, I didn't uh, make a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's called monetization. Um, but yeah, no, I guess there are other things that you've you've mentioned to us on how we can uh, keep going. And I think we're going to implement maybe a minimum of, uh, you know, we do 200 a person for our events. What we're thinking about doing, if you have two people, it's going to be, you know, $600. So it'd be 300 per person if you want to do two people. Like how you said, like we're not going to come out 
unless it's for six hundred dollars or more. Well, so like my whole thing was, like you, you come out to my house for two, yeah, like another two hundred or for two people, yeah. uh, like another two hundred dollars on top of that, like I'd be happy to tip you that. Yeah, so exactly, like yeah. that money's already there. Yeah, and I'm not exactly a, a baller. Sure, sure. So. The people that are well, I think your it's, your the customers you're catering to are people that are having that special occasion with a bunch of people. Yeah. But if you're having a dinner for two with private chefs, you should be able to pay for it. Yeah, sure. And you guys are more than worth that increase in price or like that that set standard. Yeah. And in order for you guys to continue offering your business or grow the business, like people feel bad charging more money. Yeah. Sometimes, yep, and I do. totally understand that point scary. of view. Um, I got to a point; it, it's sometimes still a little uncomfortable for me. I'm not gonna lie that, like, when I send a proposal out, there's yeah, mm, yeah, exactly, yeah, sure. Did I do that one right? <laughs> um, but I've learned from my lessons: not charging the right amount always catches up with you. Yeah, for like me in particular, like our projects are quite long. If I say something's going to be seven months and it's it's actually 13 months, yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I have to be okay telling you straight up, yeah. this is what it's going to cost. And if you don't think that and we don't do business, that's fine. And yeah. I have to be okay with losing, like, that seven months yeah. of income to lose the six. Yeah, exactly. So, it's sure. kind of like I've, I've already ex- – when people are like, oh, you're really comfortable charging, it's like because I fucking lost. Yeah, yeah. I've lost I've, I've, I've learned because I've been I've been dealt the lesson where I was like, shit. shit. Yeah, dude. And mm. when people right now would be like, how, how are you so confident? And I'm like, honestly, it's not confidence. It's fear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not – I'm afraid now to not charge enough. Yeah. But I also like – I know that there's a fine line between charging too much and charging enough – and pushing that line, yeah. you have to be respectful. Like yeah. you can't be charging more than you're worth. Like yep. you can't just say like Nick and Steve are charging that much, so I can charge that month. Yeah. And you just got out of culinary school. Yep. No, <laughs> take like sure. go serve your time. Well, mm-hmm. I think with that too, if people don't want to pay the extra three, you know, hundred dollar a person to have two people, well, that's going to now encourage you to find another couple. So maybe that helps us also because maybe it's two other people who wouldn't have booked us unless their friend said, "Hey, I need you to come." So we can hit a minimum. Didn't even think about or something that. like that. You know what I'm that's saying? A, that's a great point. So mm-hmm. that's a great point. They, they, either, they either find a third person or they pay the hundred dollar extra for the two people. And you, I'm not downplaying the experience for two people um, because I've grown very close. Yeah. The experience from two people afforded me the friendship that I have with you yeah. and your brother. So it's amazing for yeah. two people, but it's a lot of fun when we do two people, but like, the whole experience, like sometimes I think when there's like four more yeah. or like when six you is guys a great sweet spot, yeah, six is it? Yeah, because I'm just trying spot. to think like if I could get like a, I'm trying to think what the number would be. And well, if it's six, six, I'm six. trying to think like Gilmore Anna. Like if you got like six people together that knew each other really well, yeah. and then you two exactly, and we don't know you, like yeah. this is now an experience. It's a lot of fun. This is like hibachi on steroids. Like with. <laughs> With six people, like six to ten is really well. When it gets above ten, it gets kind of hard to control. We have to bring a server to help us serve. Um, but like six people, obviously, it's enough that you can entertain yourselves if we're cooking. But it's also not too many people where we can have open dialogue the whole time. We can. It's easy for me to like just jump into a conversation and talk to them or go explain a dish. 
there are times when we do 10 people after like, Hey, like the next course, you know what I mean? And mm. explain things like that. So like, it's fun when you can entertain yourselves as guests, you can have your own personal conversations and then we can just kind of jump into them and just feed along with the whole thing where two people, it's a lot of, it's a lot of con- like conversing. We're almost talking the entire time, especially if you're sitting, we do, we do it sometimes where we're cooking right here and you're sitting right there where you are. And so like, there's never a moment where we're just standing there just like watching you eat. You know what I mean? So we just try to communicate the whole time. We try and talk the whole time, which do you ever have people that like when you guys come over, it's the entertainment. Sure. So do you ever have people come over? Like, have you come over and just like want to have a want like a, a two person quiet dinner? So where, like, so it's not, very romantic sure. and you guys are just the chefs because I see you guys more as like the service experience, yeah, exactly. not just like the chefs that come over. I wouldn't say like where they asked for that. Uh, there has been times where, you know, we've had two people and they sit in a different room and so we're not together. So that's a little more of a like kind of personalized romantic thing. But every time we come to clear plates or serve a course, we answer questions, we talk, we tell stories, we kind of mingle a little bit. Um, Have you ever had anybody get in a fight? No, <laughs> no, not a physical like an, all, like an argument. Yeah. No, like, no, no. This no, plating no. is perfect, and then somebody's like, "Shut up!" No, <sighs> no. Everything's always we always kind of joke about because we've had people ask a lot. Like, you ever deal with assholes? And we kind of always say like. Well, one, you're inviting, one, you sought me out. So you found us and you invited us over. Two, you are in your home, which is the most comfortable environment for you to personally be in. If you're going to be an asshole in in that scenario, you're just a fucking real asshole. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for us, because we work for for ourselves and there's no boss above me, I'm not fucking dealing with that. I'll pack my shit up and tell you to go eat shit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like if if we want to come in and you just want to be abrasive and really unenjoyable and really close minded to what we're trying to do. Like we'll just fucking leave. I don't need that. You know what I mean? So no, we've never dealt with that. Everybody's very, very welcoming. Everybody's very lively. Um, there is always one person at every event that we feel, which usually isn't the case that we feel like we have to like win over. If that mm. makes sense. Mm. You know, because of our appearance and the way we look and the way we come in and we're very lively. Someone's always very skeptic if you will. And so like we kind of always try to read who that person is and we maybe give them a little extra attention or we do certain things. And by the third or fourth course, when they can see like, okay, these guys know how to fucking cook. That person usually becomes like the biggest fan. And we end up having the best conversation with that person. And we end up like really falling in love with that person who we were like, dude, when we first came in here, I thought you were going to be an asshole and you're the fucking man. You know what I mean? So we see that a lot, uh, which is, it's fun. Um, but yeah, no, no fights, no, no arguments, no, no one being a dickhead or anything like that. Um, it's usually just a very fun, fun, fun experience for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, but what do you got to say for yourself over there? You look like you got something brewing. Uh, fuck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the spot now. We Shit. are, uh, we are, we are talking to, to, uh, and going through a process of trying to get our first employee. Uh, oh, no wow. Shit. Yeah. So that would be like, uh, this girl actually, again, always so cool with such small world type things. The podcast we just did recently on uh, Opulus, um, Fran Walsh, we grew up in the same neighborhood. And, you know, growing up in the same neighborhood, we were kind of, us and this kid Jared, we were always like the black sheep. We were like fucking reckless and we were we were bad kids when we were young. 
And so his his family never wanted them to interact with us. And we also were on the corner house of the neighborhood, so it was like, don't go close to the street kind of deal where we lived. And so we never connected. We were never homies, anything like that. Growing up, we obviously always have shared mutual love and respect for what each other are doing. And so we did the podcast with him, which was really kind of a cool thing. But and that all, was the finance podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that podcast, we just jokingly, we, we've been saying it for a while. I think you might have even told us, or I heard somebody on your podcast talk about it a while ago. Like, finding, like, a stay-at-home mom to do your books. Oh, or, yeah, it's you know, the best plan. Or something like that. Yeah. And so I think we kind of did a little plug of, like, if any stay-at-home mom wants to work for us, like, we'll, we'll take it. And uh, his sister hit us up and was like, hey, uh, I heard this on Fran's podcast, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd love to apply. And we're like, all right, fuck yes. We just met her at the Logan uh, on Sunday. And it's going to be just more of a um, trying to figure out ways for us. Like we always talk about, we make money by cooking. So anytime that I'm not cooking, I'm not making money. So I need to figure out a way to delegate our responsibilities so we're meeting farmers and we're cooking and we're doing nature shit and we're doing things that people want to see. And so like her role would primarily be kind of taking over our emailing. So she would be checking our emails twice a day. She would be doing the follow-ups. She would be doing the answering. She'd be doing our bookings and our calendar. We would have, like, weekly meetings at this point to say, hey, here's who you're cooking for this week. And then, like, because we're so just, like, there's so much going on in our minds all the time, so many things that we're constantly doing that, like, we could start looking into different softwares where, like, we now know, um, you know, every year we've cooked for Joe Schmo on March 6th and Joe Schmo doesn't like blue cheese and their wife has a chestnut allergy and this person has this. And last year you cooked for them, they had this menu. So we now kind of can tailor things to be a little more specific, a little more personal. Um, we'd have her do like we send out just started this year from a, a suggestion from a guest, which is awesome, um, doing follow up confirmations the week of. Where usually mm, yeah. we would do like, oh, we hold you accountable. If you book a dinner in fucking August right now, I'll see you in August. Where now we're starting to do um, at very, very least five days out. I'm sending you another email saying, hey, I just want to follow up. Make sure the information that we have is correct. Here's the date. Here's the guest. Here's the allergies. Here's the address. Here's the start time. Here's the occasion. Blah, 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 blah. If I can have an employee, I would have her do that, but it would be a voice call. And so we start a dialogue. You start to kind of meet our company. You start to kind of hear what we're about. We get to have a kind of more personal interaction that way rather than just sending an email, but just with the things that, you know, this takes a lot out of me and Nick to do this. So, like, I don't have the energy or attention to do a phone call. It's so much easier to send an email for us right now, and I'm not really too great on the phone either. I think you um, guys should just, and you might have already done this, and it sounds like a lot, but you should honestly make a list I don't care how long it is of everything you do. Yeah. So it's like ordering <laughs> this, ordering that, ordering it's like a lot. doing this and then just look at the list and just start giving it to people, taking it and giving it to people. Yeah. And it took me a long time to delegate well, and I'm still learning a lot, well, it's but it really bad. just was very clearly making a list of all the things and then just being like, okay, these are all the people I have to help me. Who can do yeah. these things? And then being like, are these five things this person can do? And the biggest thing, kind of the same way you are too, is like, and why it's, it was fun meeting her and having her sort of know us from our past and know what we do now, like is instilling the culture from day one. 
Like you need yeah. to fucking know our standard. You need to know what's expected out of you. If you're not going to try and help us build this, then don't be here. You know what I'm saying? If you're not going to be able to kind of, I understand you probably have other liabilities. I think she's like a, she's a substitute teacher possibly. And she has a little daughter, but um, like if you're not going to put effort into this and maybe go above what I expect out of you, I don't want you to be here. I don't want you to be a part of this. Like, but if you set those, if you set those expectations well, clearly saying, yeah. right out the gate, exactly, which is big for us. It's everything, exactly. So, I think she's a good person who would fit that role, um, and is is eager and willing to kind of help us grow this and to build that. Like, That's I want, awesome. I want you to come to me with ideas on how we can be more personal to guests on different softwares that we can use. Like, there's a lot of cool things out there. Like, I don't have anything because I, I'm terrible with technology like i don't have anything that logs who we've cooked for i personally in my mind know when i write it in my in my i do all reservations pen and paper that you know oh when we come to cook for ariel and andrew oh this is ariel and andrew number six so like i know things like that where okay we've had kristen and tasso four times well on the second time they had this menu the third time it was this so we can serve that again maybe and explain how it's a little different this time and you hold that all up here yeah, well, there's again, there's not tons of guests that have gotten to that three or four times, um, but there are there are a pretty good a, a good number. So you're looking for um, a CRM? What's that? Customer relations management. It's perfect. So perfect. Yep. Um, a really great. But one then, but is then, so going into that though, which is fucking getting us so just like the doubt creeps in and all the other things, is just doing our taxes just. Well, two days ago. Oh, I don't even. I don't even want to talk about taxes. Getting yeah, into don't dude, tell like getting a, into payroll, getting into what it takes to do these kind of scary. things is like holy shit. This sounds like just a whole nother nightmare. Mm-hmm. When you f- when start, you know when what I mean? you write our tax a, bill is fucked. It's when you as a business owner, when you write your first like even thousand dollar check to the government, Bro. you're like fuck. It's like then then you write a five figure, then you write a six figure Dude. check to the tax man and you're like, what is it's this? Insane, and it completely Bro. and I don't want to really get into politics. Yeah, yeah. Um but that like I'm socially liberal. Yes. But when it comes to everything else, I'm yes, conservative yes, till sir, I, I die. Because like when you write those tax bills and you see this money just Bro. getting pissed away well, and you and it really is helping no people. Like no one. If the money I was giving to the government or you were giving or like the money we were paying in taxes pull the shoot after this comment. If I physically saw it making a difference, I wouldn't it, mind. I would not have a problem. I don't see that. But I don't see it. But it but like I get what you're saying. So like the CRM, I would really encourage you to check out um a really generic one is Salesforce. Okay. And you can customize it and work with Salesforce. It takes a little bit to set up sure. because you kind of like, all right, I don't really like this. I'm yeah, going to exactly. tweak this, yeah, sure, send them sure. a message. But this, the, the platform as a basis, it's good. I'm pretty sure interacts with QuickBooks. Okay. The company that owns Intuit. I'm pretty sure Intuit owns Salesforce. Am yeah. I right? Uh, it sounds right. I, I think that. I so. See that. Yeah, yeah. So like they integrate really well. Okay. And what you'll end up doing with Salesforce is like sending people birthday cards. Exactly. Exactly. Sending exactly. Anniversary. That's shit. exactly. Like, all right, these people's anniversaries this We're month. Not Get even, flowers. Not we even need sending it to them. Like just sending an email saying, "Hey, I know your anniversary is coming up. Would you like to book a dinner?" All that stuff you that, can do. Exactly. Like you. That's can exactly all, what I'm fucking talking. But about. But you can automate that. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So it's like. 
they just know so it's, it's been it's, oh it's been it's been six months since we exactly. last heard from you like exactly can you or like hey thanks for blah 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 can you would you mind rating us on google exactly. like that exactly. stuff exactly so you can take your employee and then you automate what she's doing exactly. so she can do other exactly. stuff exactly that's the whole that's the idea yeah. or if she's taking my emails away i can go do this yeah. you know what i'm saying there's so many things that like we have ambitions to do there's just so many things that are critical that have to get done every day and it's really hard to step off and do this and truthfully honestly i i wanted to bring this up when we were talking too i think i'm 13 days into it now and i see the fucking i see the benefit of the power list I just started a powerless we journal. We just started it. I just started in my pocket. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm 13 for you. days in, bro, and fucking, I went from having a journal I journal in actually to having one I carry around. It's just a powerless. You're following like Andy Frizzella's like yeah, exactly, true powerless exactly, exactly. episode true powerless, like, 107 yeah, of 206 it. or some shit like that. Yeah, but like mine is just you know like how kind of exactly what he says too. Like you don't put the things you do every day on it. So like checking emails. Sometimes like that's doing your job. That's doing my fucking job. Yeah. Prepping is never a part of that list. That's a that's my fucking job. Doing an event is never part of that list. But doing little things like tomorrow will probably be pick up microgreens. You know, send Katie the information I typed up today for what I expect out of her. Like little things like that. And I see how like you see how you move the momentum forward. And I see how like I don't know if Nick's implemented this yet or not, but I see how right now I think I'm a little more into it than he is, you know, with other opportunities that we've had presented to us. I think he's distracted by some of that still. And so I see like having the power list and things like that. I see how like you can fucking track your progress. You feel good because you're moving forward every single day. And it, 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 I don't know, it just, it feels good. It has me super motivated to like it do focuses those things. You. It focuses you, exactly. And that's what it comes down to is because when you have like personalities, like. We're all over the fucking place, dude. You and I uh, are so all over the place exactly. with ideas and hype. And I'm very fortunate to have people like Gilmar and Ariel that can kind of like tell me when my ideas have gotten yep. too exorbitant. Uh, <laughs> um, but the power list is. I do like my version of the power list now, just kind of like, just like highlighting specific yeah, yep. goals that I have yep, to yep. focus the energy. But I think that the power list focuses you because it doesn't, it takes away all of the things you have to yeah. do and just says like, what are the five most yep. important things you have to do to move the ball forward and only do those things. Exactly. And then when you're done those five things, that's a good day. Well, you also my know, biggest like, problem was like, I'll work until I'll, I'll get up at four in the morning yep. and I'll work until I drop yep. and still not be happy with and my not be day. satisfied with myself. So that's my well, biggest, you know, like, my biggest benefit from the power list. And I'm still struggling with it. I'm very not. Well, you fucking, there. you write down these five things. And I think about it to myself all the time. I'm writing down these five things to knock off and I know I'm going to knock off these things. I know that I'm going to get pulled in five other directions that day. And I'm going to also accomplish five other things outside of this, which is also awesome. Um, but especially I feel like for me, at least I do it at night before I go to bed or like before I really settle down for the night. So it kind of allows me to reflect on what the day was just like, which is very beneficial for a nighttime routine. Okay. But then I also understand when I wake up in the morning of what my fucking day is going to look like. And what I want to accomplish for this day. So I know when I wake up for the first, I, I usually do a lot of my admin, I call it admin work. Usually once I wake up, I'll, have, I'll make coffee, I'll sit at my island in our kitchen. And now I know 
where to focus for those two or three hours before I have to go to the kitchen and start my actual Because day. your list for that day is set the day before? Exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. I always that do the makes day a before, lot of sense. always. Yeah, so before if you're that, yeah. If you're making your list the day of? It can be a little scatterbrained. You're kind of scattered. That would kind of take, because you know you're already mm-hmm. in it. Exactly. So I like, I mean, just for me personally, I like doing it the night before. I think it's a way, again, to decompress the day, look at what you've done, think about what needs to be done tomorrow, it's also keeping me from getting too ahead of myself, which I think we probably both do a lot. Yes. Of, like, getting way too far in advance. Like, there's certain things that I can't, like... You can't skip steps. Exactly. Or, like, I don't know, there's people that I want to, I want to like, clarify things with. But, man, that fucking event's not for two months. I'll fucking wait. I can yeah. wait. There's something that needs to be handled today. I always throw that stuff... Like, I have, like, a master list. Yeah. And then, so, because I have so many things yep. going on that sometimes <laughs> I need to go through the master list to make my power list yep. to be like, oh, shit, I, that is really important. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, yep. I would have missed that one. So, all occasionally, and my my master list can be, like, I think it's like 250 things right now. Holy shit, dude. So, it's kind of like whenever I have, I've learned that, like, whenever I have an idea or I think of something, it goes like either whatever I'm writing or on my phone, and then it goes into this the master list, and my master list is tracked. Like I track like what date it was input, okay, and then I mark it complete, and I leave it okay. in there as complete. And every now and then I'll like refresh it and like clear it I'm out. I'm really bad at doing like the um when I get an idea or a note, I'm really bad at writing it down right away. I write it down to get it out of my head. I'm terrible at because that because the problem is if I think of something. I might act on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I put it on that list, I know I won't forget about it. I'll eventually act on it so I can, like, relax about the thing. Be like, I know it's not that important right now. It is important. But it might be. But I won't forget about it. I'll come back to this. Yeah, I do that a lot. And it gave me a little book, and yeah. I just write every. If I have a design idea, I just draw it. Because yeah. it's just, and, like... Yeah. That creative, that builder energy. Mm-hmm. It's just that. like you just get it. You when you get the juice, yeah, you get carried away. You just go with it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. Um, the book, the artist book that I gave yeah, you, yeah, dude, which is fucking Adam's reading it right now. It's awesome. Did you read it? The War of Art. Fuck yeah, I read yeah, it. Yeah. So we'll wrap up the show, but that the War of Art, awesome, is like when I read that book, it reassured me the way I do things. Yep. It kind of takes. It could probably be done faster, and I'm like trying to perf- get better. Sure. Um, at tracking all the information I'm responsible for. And I think that book helped clarify that when you get in that zone, that juice moment where yeah. you like get the momentum, you do not stop. You yeah. cancel everything. Well, I also like think you clear your schedule. He was talking about in that book that like there'd be times where he'd be writing and his wife would just like cancel their dinner reservations because oh, yeah. she knew like he's in it right now. This is like the energy's flowing because tomorrow it might not be here. So when you're creative, Got like sometimes it. when you f- are feeling it, your instinct is to just go after it. And like when you have, when you're like, I, f- I feel like a lot of times I have a foot in both worlds yeah, sure. and you do, I see you do too. Yeah. And now you do too, because like you're <laughs> running your clothing line yeah. and designing it. Yep. So when you're doing both, you have to like move a rock over here in business world, but you also have to like do this like yeah. right now i gotta design new shirts for the n- new company and yep. all that stuff to get the vibe out there yep. for all you guys that wear all the yeah, the drip yeah. i really took off my sweatshirt the other day and I had an all next shirt underneath it I was like, oh, yeah my see, God. Like, <laughs> so i know a lot of people that like we like so like but like making gear yeah 
is like number 56 or something yeah, exactly, like that on the exactly, list. Exactly. So I keep coming back to it. And I know it's important. And one of these days, I'm probably going to be a selfish asshole and blow away an afternoon and do it. figuring all that out when I shouldn't. And it'll be like some selfish well, time. But like my list is kept in order of like I try and keep it important. somewhat in order of importance because yeah. I know if I time collapse everything I need to do and I do specifically what I need to do when I need to do it, like my rise, you know. It's going to happen properly will happen more efficiently. Yeah. I think that book was really cool, at least for me, where it was kind of saying, like, you're always going to feel resistance. And I like how the whole book was about resistance and not yeah. wanting to do your things. And it's saying, like, if you don't want to fucking do it, sit down. Like, it could be trash, but you fucking did it at least. Yeah, and the cool idea about resistance is resistance is the highest Yeah, when you're reaching that point. Like, when I had to make the decision to stay in business for myself or go out. Like that's when the resistance was, was the, the highest. highest. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. I have to choose right now yep. when the resistance is the highest. That's when you double down. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. You always exactly. double down when the, when it's, when you're about to quit, you double down. That's when you double down. That's what I thought. Was and I've been thing. doing that <laughs> consistently uh <-huh. laughs> for a long time. And the times that I didn't double down was when I hit setbacks. Yep. Yep. It was a great book. So like now, hurt. now I'm just like, especially after this last year of like stress and things like that, um, I th I've fairly committed to the double down lifestyle now. I also, I also always like, and um, and things like that, and if, in all walks of life, and all careers, and all things that like, I always just like hearing how everybody goes through things like that. Everybody has self doubt. Everybody's scared. Everybody feels resistance. Everybody's unsure about what's going to happen next or what they're going to do next. Or everybody doesn't have things figured out, but they fucking do it anyway. Like, I like hearing those things because it, I don't know, it just. You guys are doing it right now. You're exactly, figuring exactly, out the farm. Exactly, you guys are serving exactly. like badass. You guys came up with a, with an awesome idea yeah. out of resistance. Exactly. The so, dinner idea came out of the resistance of the farm yep. not going the way you guys anticipated exactly. it. Now you have a badass dinner idea exactly. that I know is going to kill. Like that exactly. idea is. So I like, I like, I like that part of the book. I like reading anything about that. I like fucking hearing Andy Frisella still talk about how every day is hard for him. Every day he doesn't want to show up. Every day is a challenge to get out of bed, but he fucking yeah, does be, it anyway. To be on the billionaire track. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like and hearing that from people. And it yeah. reminds me that like, okay, it's no different. You know what I mean? Like, and even with us, we go through them like everybody does. Like some days you don't want to do it at all. Some days it aren't fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cool. We have this pretty interesting thing. We get to meet people all the time. It's fun, but it's also very energetically draining. It's very physically draining. Yeah. It's very spiritually draining. And so, like, not every fucking day you want to go up and do it. But I think it's it's those days that you don't want to is when it's most important. And I like hearing writers talk about that. I would never think a fucking writer has that, you know, experience. Yeah. And so, we always, I like writers. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Easy-ass job, dude. <laughs> all you got to do is put words on paper. Yeah, uh -huh. what's going on here? <laughs> um dude you definitely you cut the work for us today Good. for editing nice there's I, I don't know there's like eight mi 80 million clips in this thing Sweet. yeah i'm gonna is. have to watch the whole thing to make good. sure it gets good cover. <laughs> good, good. To, to, yo, youtube is gonna suffer under the wrath of he's like i'm gonna drop this heat yeah be all i'm gonna over come the in with the fire yeah. yeah i still gotta go back or one of us has to go back Gary maybe has to go back and edit the Tyler podcast and get some clips out of that one. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a bunch of podcasts that like we just didn't have the bandwidth to do the amount of clips that were in yeah, the content sure. that if I'm sure if we stopped recording podcasts for 
six months. You'd have we would have six months of work yep. cutting up old podcasts because there's so many clips in there that just like need to be out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, ones that come to mind are like the Lance Bachman podcast, uh, Black Flag Nation. Yeah. Um, there was a Tyler comes on and throws a lot of heat in yeah. there. I don't um, to that one. But, uh, dude, thank you for coming on yeah, and man. delivering the Happy smoke. Back. Yeah, dude. Always love um, coming back. It's a nice studio. Again, congratulations on this. This is sweet. Yeah, it's new environment. Awesome. Looks badass. It's cool. Fun yeah, to it's cool. It's gonna get better. Exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, we're uh, Gilmar's got some cool ideas for how we can set this up in here that we're um, working out. Yep. It's and, always uh, impressive. We you know, we'll keep. We're gonna keep growing the show, and then right now we're setting up to. Uh, we just got banned from Google Ads. Really? <laughs> figuring that out. <laughs> My kind God. of. <laughs> kind of a situation. I'll get it fixed. But the goal right now <laughs> is um, increase the, not necessarily the volume of the shows, but the volume of the content that's getting out to yeah. the community. Sure. So sponsoring ads, doing things like that, but also charging for marketing. Yeah. Um, as like the show right now is like the amount of viewership is going to grow quite dramatically with like our new plan. Yeah. Um, because now that we have like our systems, like I feel more confident putting the show out to a bigger audience. Sure, absolutely. It's um, definitely evolved since the first time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and sure. to be honest with you, I'm glad we didn't do it in the past the way people suggested because like we just weren't ready. Yeah. Um, we're ha- we're we're Swiss Army knives of, Let's go, of skill here. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it. We're gonna grow the show. So like we're gonna like marketing and things like that we'll obviously still do like the free marketing because yeah. for all the for all the homies oh yeah um but dude like i'm so pumped for you guys in this Thank dinner you, i Thank need you. to talk to ariel and see if we can't slide in on one of these oh yeah um yeah, just because i want to reserve I, anyone i would really want to like meet a bunch of random people yeah dude it's fun we've done a few of them at the fire hall and stuff like that and it's always interesting it always ends up being like oh wait you're so-and-so from there oh you're so-and-so from here oh i fucking know you from instagram or whatever and it's cool when they get to meet each other and kind of calm it down together. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. We should do like a no prisoners dinner. We should. Like That'd an escape room, but with guests from the podcast that we've selected by hand. Yo, oh, that'd yeah. be a lot of fun, actually. And we talk about doing like a... Um, Husbands and wives of like of like people we like have all had on that could be cool together. Like one would be like Julie, yeah. Eric Mintel. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dom yeah. and... Like, just, like, get people together that, like, and just, like, just drop it and just drop see what happens. Somewhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Get Buck County Mom on here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Buck County Mom. Dude, Ariel's been hanging out with her. They're, like, starting to be home homies. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jackie's the shit. She's they're awesome. going to make a, they're, like. Yeah, she's great. Jackie's just, like, awesome. She helped us a lot starting a gang. Started. Yeah. Yeah. Setting you guys up with, like, good Yeah, just stuff. putting promotions out for us and stuff. She's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's also Jackie. potentially part of our suspension from Google. (laughs) (laughs) She's responsible. I want to hear about this later. Basically what happened, it's nothing that bad. Basically we promoted, Andrew promoted (laughs) a video and the way I went about doing it bypassed the way Google owns YouTube. So the way they put ads on the YouTube videos, I bypassed okay and my ad basically gave you a way to watch our content without watching commercials if you don't have a premium account 
by accident. Okay. I had no intention on doing that. It was literally the first goddamn ad I run. Yeah. It was blowing. <laughs> we we promoted the Bucks County Mama podcast and like the clip. It was running the like we we were just like the the, the show was just whoop, through the roof. And then it was just like you are suspended. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, fucking haters. Yeah, it Perfect. started to really ramp up. But now I know I've watched so much Google vid- or videos on Google ads now. Low key bachelor's degree, at least yeah. associates in Google ads. Like, that's the shit that like I'm like yo nah. But, that, <laughs> but like what I learned from all that stuff, I'm gonna take to like the construction business. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. And everybody on Google is gonna suffer the wrath. Hell that's yeah. Gotta be and then I'm gonna give that information to the service boys. Damn, then yeah. we're going to take over. We're going to take over the world. Yeah. Low key. Love, Love it. it. Dude, so service events on Instagram. Yep. Uh, I guess that would be reach out to them through there. Vote for you guys. Do you, How much time do we have left on the Bucks Happening? I have no idea. All right. Can you vote for multiple email accounts on the Bucks nah, Happening? No, you got to verify them, so not anymore. Okay. Which is fine. It's a good thing. Um, so hopefully you can still vote on the bucks happening if you're watching this and then find service events. If you're interested in one of these dinners, um, let Steve know. And yeah. then if you, um, let him know, also let us know like, um, Gilmar or I, or just message the podcast page just cause if we get some unique individuals to get in together, it might, um, sway, you know. Me showing up or not? Let's go, baby. That'd be awesome. Let's get some get some weirdos <laughs> together. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I like that. Um, dude, thanks. Thank you, brother. Gilmar, LBK Studio. Yeah. Gilmar, Steve, Andrew, Rambo on the floor. Nick and Spirit. And Nick Service and Spirit. Yeah. No Prisoners Podcast. Thanks for listening.